And we're back with episode four of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host, Russ. And our special guest today is... Judd Olf. Judd, you're a young entrepreneur, aren't you? Yes, sir. Indeed. Would you tell us a little bit about your business? You know, me and one of my best buddies, Ryan Powers, uh, started doing bees over the summer. And we started off small, just selling honey to local people, and we've slowly moved into stores and now we're starting to sell t-shirts so we'd love if the listeners would come support the company well folks you heard it here first that's our ad of the day our sponsor valley boys honey judd what makes your honey so special uh there's a lot of love and care that goes into it and you know it's it's just the best honey you could possibly think of so i would recommend buying very interesting folks for honey at any gathering, any occasion. I ate it on my Thanksgiving lunch and my Christmas dinner. Um, but anyways, um today's episode's gonna be a little different. We're gonna um feature we're gonna go to the phones today, sponsored by Valley Boys, and answer some calls from some fans. Um our first caller will be here short. Oh, there he is. Hey boys, I'm a I'm a big fan of the show. Charlie Briscoe here. Nice to see you, Charlie. Uh, so Russ, uh, what are your thoughts on Khalid Ringo? You know, I hate the guy personally. I think he's the worst corner on the team. You know, I I heard Judd had something to say about him the other day that was, you know, he said he said he had different opinions, and I want to hear his. Well, indeed, Keely Ringo, you know, he catches a lot of hate. It's tough to be a cornerback one. You're facing the best wide receiver on each team's uh, roster. And, you know, he went and played last week, Marvin Harrison, probably the best wide receiver in college football and probably the best we've seen in a while, along with a great quarterback to get him a rock. So, you know, it's hard to say that, you know, he's sorry because he's playing, you know, great competition week in and week out and, you know, I think he puts up a, a decent effort for what he is. I think he's highly skilled. I think there's some fine-tuning, and we'd love to see him play better. But, I mean, not what you love to see so far, but it's expected for what position he's playing. I think he has the ability to be the best corner in this draft class. Just his raw – his that speed, strength, and size combination is it's hard to find at the position. And there's just – there's something missing in this game. We've talked about it all week really going with him. What do you think about that? Well, he's a ball hawk, man. And, you know, he's, he's, he's lost his guy in coverage a couple times. If you look back at the film, it's a lot of zone stuff. You can see that he's he's pre- he's really strong off the press, man. You know, because he's a, he's a bigger corner. I mean, the NFL's muscular. These, yeah, big guy. NFL's moving these bigger corners. And, you know, he's a big press man guy. And he's lost it in the zone a little bit. But I think with – proper NFL coaching, I mean, he can be something great. Well, it's going to be interesting to see these next couple of years and where he ends up. Obviously, I'd love to see him on our hometown Falcons. You know, they know they need guys everywhere, really. Uh, Reed, I'd, I'd like to talk about uh, more about Clay Ringo. Uh, I, I agree with you and Judd saying, he, I mean, he's a physically impressive cornerback. Um, I think what his issue is is, he gets his eyes caught in the backfield a lot, and that gets him gets him losing his receiver. But I think um, 
he's going to continue to improve. And like you said, I think he will be a very good day one prospect for the NFL draft this year. Well, I think he has great um, vertical speed up and down the field. He's um, But, you know, once guys start turning and breaking routes and cutting hard cuts, he's got trouble. For me, from what it looks like, and I'm no coach, but for me what it looks like is he's got trouble. He's not as fast trailing receivers. But um, he's he's um he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys where he's gonna make big time plays. You know, he covers well. But if he could really work on his lateral quickness from side to side, I think he'd end up being. You know, he would he'd be a shutdown guy, and that's really what he's missing. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent, Reed, and uh. Another corner we don't talk about as much is uh, freshman Malachi Starks. Um, I think he's been very impressive all year. How do you think him and the rest of the secondary can sort of back up Khalil Ringo this, this, um, this championship? Malachi Starks is one of those one of those guys. You know, he's um he's one of those guys that he makes big plays. He made a big play early on in the year. Um, he had a big time catch. Big time interception against Oregon. Um, he's given up some his fair share of big plays too in the LSU game. Anthony Harris won at Mississippi State, but he's one of those guys that, you know, one of those young pieces Georgia's got, like Michael Williams and Marvin Jones Jr., you know, who we've seen glimpses of here and there, but they're really about to unlock their full potential in the next two seasons and then be high draft picks. Uh, I'd, I'd have to agree as well on that read. And uh, moving to the offense, you talked about Oscar Delp earlier in previous episodes. Well, who's another offensive player you think could, could have a bigger role in this this national championship game? Um, Oscar Delp is a guy that I'd love to see. Um, one of the guys who I think could have a breakout game really – you know, there's they obviously feature a lot of backs. Georgia does. So it's hard to tell really who's going to get the most carries. But I love a guy like Dejon Edwards or Branson Robinson. I think they're great downhill runners. I'd like, I think they'd have a great game. One of them, really, if two of them had a phenomenal game, that'll set Georgia's passing attack up nicely. Obviously, I hope Darnell Washington, he's cleared to play which that's really good news for this team. Um, I could really see him going for like five to six catches for about 100, 110 yards and two touchdowns and really solidifying his draft stock as maybe the number one or number two tight end in this next year's draft. What do you think, Judd? <clears throat> that's one thing about the dogs is they got weapons everywhere and they like to do it by committee, especially with the running backs. You know, you'll see – Guy come in for three downs, get switched out. and But it's almost a better way to play, you know, because the dogs can't have a bad day. You know, with that many good pieces around you, you can always find a guy. I think what the dogs need to do is play by the script. I mean, these young guys, I mean, the Delp guy, like, obviously you'd love to see your young guys get some, get some good catches. But if we can come out early and play by the script and get the ball to Bowers on a screen and – run for eight yards of carry and play like that and just play like how we have all season and 
limit them to under, you know, 28 points, then I just think this would be one of the least entertaining national championships if Georgia can come out early and do what they're supposed to do. You know, I, I completely agree uh, with you, Judd. I think that this Georgia team really just needs to hit them in the mouth early and just, um, you know, stay stay just level, running the ball, work the ground game, get set up play action pass for Stetson Bennett and just wear this TCU team down. I don't think they have enough depth to handle four quarters with Georgia, and I think that's going to be the difference in the game. Well, Charlie, one more question before you go. Um, What's your score prediction? Um, you know, I think TCU strikes early first. Um, you know, Georgia struggled really to produce early on in the game, and I think they strike early, kind of get us on our feet and get us get us going. And I think Kirby rallies us. I think we kind of pull away. I'm gonna say 47-33 Georgia. Interesting. That's a take I haven't heard heard a lot. Um, this morning I was reading. I saw a statistic in games where Georgia scores more than 30 points. Kirby Smart is like, I think he's 30 and one. So really, TCU, TCU's only hope is to shut down that offense and get in a game like they had with Texas, where it was really kind of, you know, big runs here and there, but the passing game was really shut down. Kind of a TCU's best hope is to keep this team under 30 points. Well, thank you, Charlie. We're going to go to our next caller now. Uh, we'll, our next caller will be on shortly. Judd, I forgot to ask you, what are the Hornets looking like this season? Oh, here's our caller. Hello. Hey, it's Ryan Powers from Valley Boys Honey. Hey, we're calling to tell everybody we got some new T-shirts in. Y'all should go and buy one. Contact me or Judd and just hit us up. Oh, yeah. Talk to him, Ryan. Let us know, Ryan. Um, we just recently got some new T-shirts in. We got every size, so y'all come and buy one. Thank you for letting us know. Ryan. What's your take on Georgia's win versus Ohio State and how they're going to play heading into this national championship? Um, I think Stetson Bennett didn't have his best game. I think if he would have done better and read more of his keys, I think Georgia wouldn't have been put in that situation. But um, he's really talented. I think that if he does what Kirby tells him to, that um, they won't have a problem against their next game. Yeah, I really feel the same way. I think he's um, really at times I feel like Georgia fans are ungrateful for all he does because he really opens up your playbook with his ability to run. You know, he's a good decision maker for the most part. And, you know, I think we're really blessed to have him, and it's a really great time to see him put on the that red uniform every week. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Ryan, what's your take on the national championship game, and what's your score prediction? Score prediction. I think if Georgia comes out and does what they're supposed to, we're looking at a 14-49 score. That's my score prediction. Who wins? Georgia. I got Georgia. 
All right, just wanted to clarify. Well, thank you for your call, Ryan. Hope you have a good day. Well, he was a good athlete in high school. Quite a player, that Ryan Powers. Freak athlete, you know, businessman now, you know, and you love to see him out there, you know, prospering in the community. Yeah, really a cool thing what they've done with Valley Boys, honey. You know, um, and being a young guy, playing behind Ryan was really inspirational this year. Learned a lot from him. He, he really helped me develop into the player I am today. You know, it's a shame. He didn't, is Ryan going to play ball somewhere? You know, I I think I've I've heard that he's got some he's got some potential looks and you know he's looking to play somewhere. So, you know, we'll find out when the spring comes along, most likely at where Ryan will be furthering his academic career and maybe possibly his Sports career too. No, got a got a call. Good for Ryan. Hello. What's up, guys? Who is this? Hunter Kirkley from D Westfield School. Oh no. <laughs> um, Hunter, is is it? It's to my understanding that you're a Florida Gators fan. I am diehard Florida Gators well, fan. Well, but we but we suck. So I mean, you know. Well, Hunter, what is your opinion? I have a couple questions to ask you. Um, what is your opinion on Anthony Richardson? Uh, I think Anthony Anthony Richardson is probably the most skilled, like skilled wise, athletic wise, quarterback in the draft. But he is stupid. Can you elaborate like, on that? Let, let, let me let me just clarify, okay? Listen to this. We're playing Florida State last, like the last game of the season, right? He starts out like, I, if I'm not, I might be wrong, but it was like 13 for 14. Or like He might even have been like 18 of 19. And he was just, he was dialing it up. I mean, getting into our receivers, doing what he's supposed to do. He comes back out 0 for 11 the rest of the game. 0 for 11, I'm sorry, Hunter, but as a Georgia fan, I love to see that. Well, well, we lost him. We lost him. Anyway, he um, didn't like that comment. You know, he's seems the call failed. Seems like the call has failed. Well, you know, Anthony Richardson was one of those guys. I think he could be a great NFL quarterback, but to me, he's the big boomer bust guy in this class. Oh, I'd have to agree. And I mean, ceiling, Cam Newton. His ceiling is Cam Newton, but his floor is, you know, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard of that guy. That's, that's a low blow read, as for someone who, you know, drank himself <clears throat> out of the league in this first season. Yeah, he's got a, got a nice last name, though. Russell, yeah, yeah. We love Russell's around this podcast. Amen to that. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry that call failed, but that's going to be it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoy it. We will be back Monday for a national championship special, and our guest features that day will be star shooting guard Brody McDaniel and our hometown hero Hunter Kirkley. We'll see you then. <laughs>